Welcome to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you aboard the Bible bus as we set off for another great journey in God's Word. Now, today we're beginning in Proverbs 6 at verse 24. So, as you grab your Bible and turn there, let's welcome Through the Bible's president, Greg Harris, who has an update for us from the front lines of ministry. Yeah, we we love just to to take our listening family around the world. And one of our challenges over the years has been ministry in the U.K., it's it's kind of tough. There's not a lot of Bible-believing Christians, and also it's expensive. And so yeah. Ray Allery, who we love to talk about, our Canadian director, is great at developing new relationships. And this is a new relationship, about a year or so old, where we are working on what's uh, called DAB, Digital Audio Broadcasting, and it's a, a actually higher quality than FM. It's like a beautiful digital signal. These are stations all around the UK, and they're not necessarily reaching Christians. And so we have a bunch of responses. Yeah, I love these yeah. because we always hear these stories about how people come to Christ as part of listening to through the Bible. And we always hear it after they've already believed. I love these exactly. because they give us a window into people who haven't quite yeah. yet made it, but <laughs> you're seeing that they're kind of exploring and in some ways liking through the Bible. Here's what we mean. Here's a message from someone that says, starts with a question. Why do you stop playing music at five every day? <laughs> That is when I am driving home, so perfect time to listen. The presenter at the time just talks about God and stuff. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I only listen to him as he has a strange accent, but quite interesting content some days. Hope you can move that show to a later time so I can hear the music instead. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm so glad we can bring these types of responses because this is how people come to faith, exactly. like you said. It's, exactly. And his name is Dave, and so let's pray that Dave, uh, who lives in Hove, England, will come to faith. Now, let's hear from uh, Mary. Mary, who is uh, in a beautiful part of England I've been to called Worthing, down on the south coast. How lovely to hear through the Bible on my radio. Now, let's just stop. I think Mary, by contrast, is a believer and yeah. already knows through yes. the Bible. Yes. Okay? It came as a real surprise when I found the station also had Christian programs, as I usually listen to the great music. But what a joy to find this show each day. My husband and I listen each morning as we have breakfast. Thank you so much for this breath of fresh air on our radio. Now, let me just call something else out. Did yeah. you notice he said he's hearing it when he drives home? Yep. She's hearing it at breakfast. They're airing it multiple times yeah, a day. Yeah, multiple times. This one, how come you always get... The I, I, I get another one that's like not so hip on us. This is Joe. He's in Brighton. <laughs> he says, nice music to get me through each day. Any chance you will be bringing back the boating program? I have a sailing boat, so used to enjoying that show. And then he also adds this plug. Also, enjoy following your daily Bible show. Thanks. Yes, Steve, because you have such a heart for evangelism. You're reading the the unsaved people. Okay? Yes. All right. Oh, so this is why I, I assign that to you. Because, it, but it is it it these type of letters just thrill our souls, don't they? Because yes. because we know it's like when we hear from Muslims who say, you know, I don't like your show. Well, I like the show. I don't like what you're saying, but yeah. it's very interesting. Yes. All right. So let's see what else we have here. Um, here's Arthur from uh, Brighton. Enjoying through the Bible. I have some Polish friends who are following it. Maybe you should consider adding a Polish version if you do that. Is Ron Brown joining the station? I heard he is thinking of doing a morning show. We don't know who Ron Brown is, but what you can hear from these listeners is they're really engaging with the content. They're interested in the program yeah. schedule, and they are paying attention to through the Bible. 
Yeah, here's here's one more. This is from Jackie. She's a nurse. She says, I'm a nurse at Brighton General Hospital on late shift and recently discovered your station on my car radio. Great choice of music on my drive to work each day. Enjoying the American presenter at 5 p.m. Great to hear him talking about the Bible and funny at times. <laughs> I don't know if that's because it's his accent yeah. or because Dr. McGee is he, indeed oh, funny at funny. times. Yeah, I've always been surprised when I'm talking to people in the U.K. that they... They don't mind Dr. McGee's accent any more than an American would yeah. mind it. So it's yeah. very interesting. Okay. Um, now here's one. I'm going to, I'm going to take one of the ones from somebody who's not a believer yet. Okay. This is Mary from Margate. Can I get a request for some new songs as we enjoy listening and have a few you may like to add to the playlist? Also, how unique is that show you put out at five o'clock? I never had the chance to learn about religion until now. This is a great phrase, Steve. She says, so you've opened up a new world to me. Praise the Lord. Awesome? I mean, that is just wonderful. Greg, we're almost out of time. <laughs> um, so many great responses. It really. Why don't you pray for us as we begin our study in Proverbs? Heavenly Father, we see all of these uh, stories, testimonies as an answer to the prayers of our whole listening family, that you'd help us get the whole word. You'd help us fling the seed and then it would land in places that would bear fruit. And we just rejoice that you have helped our team to come up with this new way to get through the Bible and Dr. McGee's teaching into the United Kingdom. And we pray you would continue to bless that and the programs that go out all over the world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's Dr. J. Vernon McGee with our study in Proverbs 6 through 8 on Through the Bible. Now today, friends, we come back in our study here to the sixth chapter of Proverbs, and we're at verse 24, and we're moving into an area that, to tell the truth, we've had it before, and it continues on, actually, into the very next chapter. And the warning now that's given to the young man, again, is the strange woman, the prostitute, that which probably can wreck the life of a young man more than anything else. How many young men today have had their lives absolutely wrecked and ruined because of it? How many marriages are broken up because of it? Hollywood continues to play the same old theme song in all of their plays. It's a triangle always. Now let me read, beginning here at verse 24. He says here, "...to keep thee from the evil woman from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman." Now, notice the language here. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Now, the sin begins in the heart. Out of the heart proceed the issues of life. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. I was back east, and we were on a certain radio station that has what's known as an open-end program. And they ask on the radio, and you answer them right there. One was obviously from a young man. His voice sounded like it, and he sounded very serious, by the way. And he began like this. It was rather shocking there for a few moments. Everybody in the studio really looked rather peculiar. He said to me, Dr. McGee, Jesus said that if you so much as lust after a woman, to look upon her, to lust after her, that you've committed adultery already in your heart. Now, he says to me, his question was, Does that mean that if you look at a woman with a miniskirt on, 
And may I say, I swallowed twice. I said to him, young man, if you don't know what that means and don't know that it applies to a miniskirt, then may I say, then you don't need to worry about it at all. I think you could forget it. But the whole thought that the Lord Jesus gave and the whole thought here is that the sin begins always down in the human heart. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. And then he says, for by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. How many men have been ruined like that? How many today? You and I'd be, I'm sure, surprised if we knew how many office wives there are and how many are being blackmailed. And of course, you don't hear about very many of them. I Notice that recently up in San Francisco, a very prominent doctor up there that everyone thought was leading such a very moral, fine life that I think he is down here in Southern California. He had a wife down here and children by apparently keeping up two homes. And we had that happen to a minister, by the way. How does all of this begin? Well, it begins just like the Lord says. He knows us. He made us, and he knows the web and woof of our being. And he says, Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. Begins there. Now, he says here, he asks a few very pointed questions. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? I think the answer to that is obvious. Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? We've got, you know, quite a few fanatics that do that, but it always burns your little tootsies when you walk on those hot coals. Now, he says, So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her, shall not be innocent. Now, this is something that is quite amazing in Scripture, and it's amazing that this works out in human life, and apparently God entertains thoughts along this line, and it's this. A man that commits adultery is not innocent, and he has no plea whatsoever. Now he goes on to give an illustration. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he's hungry. Now, if a man is hungry and steals, well, sympathy goes to him. A man was arrested in my community here in Southern California, and has found out he had some little children at home that were hungry. May I say to you, what would you do in a case like that? I'll be very frank and tell you this, that I got a grandson, and if that little fellow gets hungry, I'm going to go out and get some food for him. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to get food for him. If I don't have the money, I'm still going to get food for him. Why? Men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he's hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. I'd mortgage my house. I would get the money to pay for it some way. Now he goes on to say, But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. Again, I draw these illustrations from right around us here in Southern California. Man walked into another man's room the other day and drew a gun, and he shot the man dead. Well, the story came out. The man was exonerated. His home had been wrecked by this man. 
This is something you don't forgive very easily. Whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. And that is something that will scar his soul for life. Never get beyond that. As a pastor, and I'm sure many other pastors could tell this, I know a wife that her husband had an affair years ago, and he repented of it, came back to her, asked to be forgiven. She forgave him. But I happen to know the home, <laughs> and I happen to know that it's not a happy home. That's something you don't rub out. You lack understanding. You'll wreck your home. You'll wreck your life. This is something that's wrecked many a man. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. Why? Because for jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he'll not spare in the day of vengeance. Tremendous thing. Now, chapter 7 goes on and deals actually with this same subject. The whole thought here is beware of a woman of easy morals. Now, he says here, my son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. Now, let me give here what I believe is the spiritual application of this for Christians today. I think it has a literal interpretation, but it has a spiritual. Now, having said what he did here, listen to verse 5 of chapter 7. That they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and beheld among the simple ones I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way of her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. She's loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth and wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me, this day have I paid my vows. She's religious, you notice. There's nothing wrong. This is great. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I found thee. In other words, you're the only one. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning... Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the goodman is not at home. He's gone a long journey. He hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it's for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. 
Let not thine heart decline to her ways, go not astray in her paths. For she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Now, that is highly figurative. That language there is strong language indeed. And I've read it all, and I've read it for a purpose. Now, in Scripture, there is that which is known as spiritual adultery. And that is when God's people, they left him and went after idols, and they were snared by idolatry, and they were brought into subjection to idolatry, and they departed from the living and true God. They were to be joined to him, but they're no longer. They are playing actually the harlot, but they are being unfaithful and untrue to him. Now the thing that he's saying here is this. There are around us today the cults and the isms and all types of false religion about us today. In Southern California, we are larded with this type of thing. It's on every hand. And this one says, you don't need any longer to follow Christ as you're following him. You don't need to just trust him alone as your savior. What you need to do is to do this. And what you need to do is to join this group. You would be amazed today at the number of letters that come to me. And some time ago, when we were teaching Galatians, where I made the statement again and again, faith plus nothing equal salvation, that you're absolutely, utterly cast upon Jesus Christ. He's your Savior. He's your Lord. He's your master. And a great many people, oh, did they write in? And did they say some very ugly things? And among the things they said, you said that the law is something that we should get rid of. I didn't say anything of the kind. What I said is, the law can't save you. The law was never given to save you. And the law is good, but there's something wrong with us. And only Christ can save us. And when we turn from our own efforts, from our own works, from those things that we do today and turn to him, we can be saved. Then there are many wrote says, you are wrong. You should have told them that they had to be baptized a certain way. You should have told people that they should have joined a certain group, a certain cult, by the way. And one man said, and you should be sure and tell them that they are to keep the law. Even if they just trust Christ, they're to keep the law. My friend, we're joined to Christ. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. We love one another. We're to be filled with the Spirit. We're to witness to the world. Those are his commandments today. And we're joined now to the living Christ. We live on a much higher plane. And the fruits of the Spirit should be in our hearts and our lives. Oh, today, and may I say this carefully, oh, today, that flattering ism and cult made up like a woman of the street. And she is flattering and calling to men and women. Oh, they, <laughs> they knock on your door. They hand out tracts. They meet you everywhere. This old gal, she is busy today. I tell you, she's a prostitute. She wants to take you away from Christ, by the way. She wants to have you join something. She wants to bring you into some kind of a system. Oh, my friend, <laughs> there's that spiritual prostitute that's out on the street 
today. And I'm sorry to say on radio and through other means, out trying to lure. And we're told here that it's just like an ox going to the slaughter when you go in. It's just like a fool that needs correction when you go into that sort of thing. In other words, God says you're not being smart when you do that type of thing. Oh, to come to him and to settle for nothing less than the person of Christ. What a picture that you have here. And this is a picture today, friends, that I'm sure are going to hurt a great many folk. And you want to know something? I'm going to get some more letters, by the way. They're straightening me out. Maybe I need straightening out. But my judgment here is that this is the finest picture of cultsinism that you have. A prostitute made up, attractive, and offering something to man that will actually destroy him and send him down to hell and take him away from Jesus Christ, the lover of our soul. What a picture. Now we come to chapter 8 here, and we've come to really a break now in this. And here in this chapter, the young man has been examining the literature of the different colleges, and the school of wisdom and the school of fools are bidding for him to make application. And it's wisdom now that really sends out an invitation to him. And there's an urgency and a note of pressure that's put upon the young man now. Will you listen to it? The school bell's going to ring before long, and they want this young man enrolled. You see, he's been lured and enticed to leave the school of wisdom. Listen to this now. Chapter 8, verse 1. Doth not wisdom cry? And understanding put forth her voice. And believe me, if the cults and isms are out today on the street and ringing doorbells, let's let God's people do that also. I'm thankful for the very fine organizations, especially working among the young that are out ringing doorbells today, out doing personal witness. Why? Because doth not wisdom cry. She ought to be out there. And understanding put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. And that's what this radio is all about. We're trying to send out a call to come to the school of wisdom and to come to wisdom personally. And Christ has been made unto us wisdom. And it's to come to Christ. Oh, ye simple. Are you willing to take that position? Say you're not adequate. Say you are a sinner. And that you really don't have intellectual problems. What a joke today to hear these folk. This young fellow came here, I have intellectual problems. You know what he had? He didn't have intellectual problems. He had a sin problem. And he didn't want to give up his sin. My friend, if you want to give up your sin, turn to Christ. You'd be amazed how your intellectual problems will be solved. O ye simple, verse 5, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. What a picture we have here. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They're all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. 
You see, if it's really wisdom, it's going to be simple, and it'll appeal to the simple. I'm thankful God did not make the gospel to appeal to folk that have just a high IQ. If he did, many folk would just be left out altogether. But this is a message to the simple, and it really is a simple message. Wisdom is not as complicated as people seem to think that it is. We're going to leave off right there today, and we'll pick up right there tomorrow. Until then, may God richly bless you, my beloved. Learn more about how you can be a part of something only God can do at ttb.org forward slash pray. Now, together, we're taking God's whole word to the whole world. If you've got a question or if we can help you find maybe a specific resource that helps to deepen your own personal study of God's word, you can always call us at 1-800-65-BIBLE. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at biblebus at ttb.org. And you can always write to Box 7100, Pasadena, California, 91109. In Canada, Box 25325, London, Ontario, N6C, 6B1. Or reach out to us on social media. I'm Steve Sweats, and I'll be here next time saving a seat on the Bible bus just for you. Today's study with Dr. J. Vernon McGee is brought to you by Through the Bible, and it's made possible by the generous prayer and financial investments from listeners like you on the Bible bus all around the world.